recoil of the little, yes. So the mathematics of the head, in a way, the primary, the conditional mind, the primary number is one, yeah? One is the primary number, you, sense of being a self, right? You become the alpha and the omega, you become the beginning and the end, you become one, the one, which you're not the one, it's an appearance, you're a one, and that's an appearance, and that's all it can get to. But from there, that's in all the equations of your life, that number's in there, yeah? That primary number one's in there. We're just questioning that primary number. And if it's not you, if it isn't truly how it feels to be, or how it, or the assumption that, uh, that it provokes, for me it's like a remembering, yeah? We're remembering being Paul. We're remembering Paul. And in remembering Paul, it's like a, 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 a pseudo-being Paul, yeah? But it's brought about by a remembering. Yeah? So my mind is conjuring up, is in memory, bringing up Paul all day. Yeah? And it slips it into the event that's going on. Yeah? So let's say if we question that, and that primary number changed. Yeah? Let's just say, don't even change it, just question it being the primary number. Then I feel it gets replaced by zero, which is a totally different number. Then the equation, because it represents nothing... But when you add it on to things, it makes a whole lot of difference, yeah? But it actually represents zero, yeah? But when you put zero behind a certain number or whatever, it changes everything. So that, when that becomes the primary number, then it affects the other numbers in the equation, and they can sort of change position or reconfigure or reformat with, with very little thought or effort seemingly from your part, yeah? You just take out the one number. And the fact is, it's not even taking it out. It's just telling the truth, at least on a level that you're suspicious, hey, that may not possibly be me. <laughs> you know what I mean? This, because I've never seen it. All I have seen is a body. Yeah? It's been thought about. It's been pointed to. It's been assumed. It's been remembered all the time. But what is it that exactly? Have I seen it? Can I embrace it? Can I grab it? Can I kiss it? Can I smell it? Can I, I can't really have any contact with it, but I have contact uh, be, between a process and this phantom Paul, which is it's thought about, it's, it's, it's assumed to be the one who's having every feeling and thought and opinion and experience, but I really haven't seen it, have one. You know, I don't have a witness that have one. I've seen the body allow, through functioning, bring about a possibility of having an experience because there's consciousness available. But I can't see that I'm doing consciousness like I'm, I would be doing something else. It seems like consciousness is in and of itself something. I'd say no thing, but I would say that. And so really, uh, as soon as I put a little bit of suspicion on that, because it's an assumption, but it's sort of like Let's this, you know, in, in like politics, what they do a lot, if you watch it, they have an insane idea, right? Totally batshit crazy. It's a, totally a lie, but then they get other people to debate it. As soon as it's debated by another point of view, it seems to become a valid point of view, yeah? Mm -hmm. 
But it, the point would be, if you would be in a discussion with someone with that, with that point of view, would say, you're fucking crazy. And you stick with that. No, that's a lie. You wouldn't move to the, oh, but let's talk about it. No, there's nothing to talk about. It's a flat-out lie. Just bing, it would end the whole debate or whatever, yeah? So the thing is here, the same way, the, the mental process is constantly bringing up everything is in accordance with you. It's pointing to you and pointing to that. And as soon as we take that lie, as soon as we listen to all this, yeah, in a certain way, this becomes a fact. Yeah? As soon as we, the feeling of being the thinker of the thoughts isn't addressed, then all the thoughts, no matter how crazy they are, can seem to have some merit if they're yours. Yeah? When you, if you'd hear it from another person, you'd see, man, you need to chill out, you know. I mean, you gotta leave, <laughs> whatever. You're scaring me. But the same thoughts would be going on in your head and you would think you would hold them totally different. In other words, no one's really witnessing a thought clearly because before the thought is seen, actually after the thought is seen, the mental process has slipped in this thought called I'm the thinker that you never see anymore as a thought. You take it to be, yeah, the, I'm the thinker. Yeah, that's, that's enough for me. That's enough evidence the thinking is the evidence that there's a thinker, right? The feeling is the evidence that there's a feeler. The seeing, there's got to be a seer. The hearing, hey, there's a hearer. And who may that hearer be? <laughs> who may that feeler be? Who may that thinker be? Is it God? No. Is it you? No. It's me. 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 Can't you understand it? It's me. It's me. All right. Sounds good, eh? Really. If, you could, if you're listening in a certain way, it makes a whole lot of sense, but it's a huge leap from, all right, seeing thoughts to being the thinker is a huge fucking leap. And actually, <laughs> to be even put yourself in behind the seeing is freaking unbelievable. I mean, woo! That's a big leap, yeah? Because I've, what I've sensed is there's nothing behind the seeing. There's no seer. The seeing doesn't stop and, be, and become an effect of its real super-duper divine cause, the seer. I don't see it that way. It, it hasn't been revealed so far, yeah? There's just seeing, yeah? <laughs> but this way, there's just seeing. But from here, there's a seer, yeah? So the, le the least amount I, that I go into the seeing, the more I'm sure there's a seer. The more I seem to go into the seeing, the less I'll be sure that there's a seer. Yeah? So, that's why the seeing can't be addressed. It's got to be turned into a form of looking with you in front of it. So, I'm looking now. Who's that? Who is it that's looking? It's me. Who's that? Me? Oh, you know, it's me. What do you mean? No, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you do. Me. You know, the guy who does this and goes here. Oh, yeah. I can't have long-lasting relationships, all of this. And when I look at these pictures of me when I was younger, I don't, how, can, how do I know that's you? I mean, it's a body, but where are you? It's me. You know? Please, take it. You know, it's me. Let's not go any farther than that. So this is it. So we're saying, hey, maybe just maybe we're not that number one. Yeah? It's not replaced by zero. All there is is zero, really. It was just appearing. You know, it was appearing 
to take the the quality of zero and make it into something, one. We would just rather maybe live from the quality of zero. Nothing, for me, is the gift that keeps on giving. Nothing is what allows everything to come out. Just like they're finding out in, in physics, you know, the, the universe is made out of non-matter, more non-matter than there is matter. There's more nothing than there is all the somethings. All the billions of galaxies don't match up to the amount of nothing there is. You know? <laughs> so, so, yeah. I, the thing is, you don't have to comply with, oh, I, I'm going to start seeing the obsessions. There is the seeing of the obsessions. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's when what's not being seen is the feeling of being you. Yeah? And then when the you uh, claims the seeing, man, it made a bad decision because now it's going to see some shit it doesn't like and it's going to be really an amount, an extreme, incredible amount of exquisite suffering because that seeing is like scalpel sharp. That seeing is freaking unbelievable. It really can see. And yet, you won't have any opportunity to change what's being seen. Yeah. Now, if you stop claiming the seeing as being the seer, then maybe your attention and interest will skip, will leave the format of one and go into zero, and then there is a solution through the seeing about the obsessions. Because the seeing is super clear, but if it goes through this little prism of or magnifying apparatus called Paul, then it actually is the promoter of extreme, exquisite suffering. You see, animals don't suffer like we do. It doesn't seem like they do. They don't ruminate year after year over things that never actually happen. It's we do. So we're seeming supposedly seemingly more conscious, but there's a certain uh, price tag to that. If that more conscious has been claimed by something that's unconscious, you know, an idea, then that more consciousness is going to illuminate all of that unconscious shit. Yeah. So even if the unconscious person in the world doesn't see it, other people are going to be infected by a lot of its unconsciousness. Yeah. I mean, look at what happens. People do a lot of nasty things that animals don't tend to do, you know, to each other. So this... Um, And then the, some of the obsessions, they they like they're all finite. They are, but some are let's say longer than others, and some will just have to burn down to the nub. You know that's just the way it goes, and then the shift may occur. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen things that didn't seem to be totally unmovable, and uh, and at one point they moved and they never returned to that old locked position. So, but I had given up all hope that they were ever going to change because I, you know, wished them and prayed and did things and to hope and they just would keep duplicating themselves, re-replicating themselves in behavior. You know, after about 11 years of sobriety and then uh, one night it's shifted and hasn't gone back. So, now I'm 24 years sober. So, if time is any measure of a solution's worth, it's been a pretty good solution. Yeah. But then other things I that uh, that seem to be mental grooves uh, chilled out a lot quicker than that. That was like one of the real 
rubies, so to speak. Yeah, it took over. But see, if if the selfing is an act of claiming, and therefore, if that is already in place, and you feel like you're a long-lasting, independent, separate entity, the movement from there is still claiming. Yeah, everything is going to represent to to this activity that it's yours. And that's how you have a life. Well, a lot of shit you're going to be claiming, you don't want, but you can't help but claim them because of what's in place. Yeah, you can't. You don't have a choice to say, "Oh, I only want to claim the good and not claim the bad." You get the whole kit and caboodle, and uh, you know what I mean. That's just the way it goes. So it's not like, "Oh, I really, yes, I'm so proud of myself with all my spiritual endeavors," but I really. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't seem to anyway. Yeah? So, if the claiming, which is the movement of selfing, really, is in place, then whatever arises, it's going to be claimed. So, if something's arising out of a deep mental groove, that seems to be uh, uh, what we call very obsessive. Yeah? That's coming from the claiming. Yeah? Because it's yours. Yeah, you're claiming it. By you pushing it away, it's another form of being yours, yeah? So you're resisting it, that's why when they say what you resist persists, because a mental denial doesn't work. You can't say, you know, I'm going to push this part of the pie away and keep this part. You know, it's a dualistic expression here, yeah? So there's some turbulent shit and there's some peaceful stuff. It goes on and on, yeah? The head's trying to claim them all and make it into a story. And what better fodder for a great story is some really heavy-duty shit. Oh, man. Just like I see people, the tendency or the theme of conditional mind can be it forgets a miracle in a couple hours and remembers a resentment that never even happened for 30 years. I mean, it's just, you got to watch its basic theme. <laughs> you, know, you may have an idea of you want to be happy, joyous, and free, but what's participating as you may not... <laughs> Happy choice. That's the last thing on its mind. It wants to be right and special, <laughs> and a couple of other things, you know. So it's again, it's all back to be diagnosis. If you can find the correct diagnosis, then uh, it opens you up to a possible long-lasting relief from the problem. And from the solution's point of view, I feel if you want to call it a solution, the problem is inherently imaginary doesn't mean it doesn't provoke real effects, at least to us, because in a dreamt world, a dreamt object would think everything is real. So if we're taking ourselves to be a dreamt object, then the slings and arrows of a dreamt world are as real as real can be. Yeah? You can't sort of down minimize and downsize it. I mean, in my community, I see a lot of suffering, you know, a lot of suffering and a reluctance and an unwillingness to really seek a solution. But they're not unwilling, and they're not reluctant to seek their solution, but a solution they may have a big problem with, yeah? So, one of the first things I learned a lot in recovery is, you know, you'd be at a room and you'd be thinking, oh, what maybe the bottom line of your conditionality was to get approval. But it wasn't just approval, you had specifics of how that approval had to look, what package it came in, 
da 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 da. So you were basically saying no all day to life until the one package that you thought it should look like would come, yeah? And it usually doesn't have what you were looking for anyway, yeah? That had to go. I had to realize, geez, I got to open up and just give up these ideas I have about things because first of all, they don't fucking work and they're not even on the money. And so now I can recognize a lot more of what life is offering because I don't have any specific idea of what I want to have offered. Just show up. You're talking about something much bigger to me now than what I initially brought up. Oh, yeah, yeah, well. That seems to be like what's driving all those other things actually is just the unrest that you know, and it comes back to what you're saying before about what's not happening, you know, and like what's happening now is not really good enough, and you have all these ideas, and and, yeah. and I think that has a lot to do with relationships in my life. What you were just saying, oh yeah, you know, for sure, it's, it's huge, really, uh, in terms of looking for this specific one thing and just blanking out on everything else. That's yeah, but see, if you found the one thing, you would kill it in some way, mm-hmm. mentally or emotionally. You would. It's just like people are looking for a savior, but the savior is meant to fail them so they can end up paying. Right, right, yeah? right. The mind doesn't want what it says it wants. It just wants to want it. Yeah. I've had fairy princesses, and then as soon as they showed up, they started to, at, from that moment on, they started to unbecome their fairy princess level. <laughs> I swear to God. I mean, as soon as it happened, you know, you'd wake up and there'd be a mold that you hadn't seen before and that was it. So, oh, it was downhill from there. So, I don't know. Maybe your mind's different. But no, my I, mind... I did, that. I did exactly that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're always no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. This is just mind. So, mind puts out a big idea because if you didn't believe that you wanted something you don't have, where would the root of suffering come from? You know what I mean? If you really didn't believe that that was going to do it for you, then what would happen? You'd be here available to what's doing it for you now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You really would. It would be like, it wouldn't be like a big journey from there to here. You would just realize that you've been here all the whole time. You were just looking at this mythical there or this mythical someone. But basically, you were here the whole time. So all you need to do is open up to see how failed the system is, yeah, you can get, you may hear it from one message and get it, or you may have to go through a lot of life's experiences, but sooner or later, it's going to, something's going to become obvious that there's a reliance on a failed system going on here. <laughs> That's why, like, it's just a simple example. If I had a moving company, and every time I had a contract to move something, I did it on the day I was supposed to, I brought everything that I picked up there, yeah, I never canceled why would there need to be any excuses, rationalizations, or blame? Because it always happened. It's only when something doesn't happen that it has to be covered up with excuses, rationalizations, and blame. Yeah? This is, what is, doesn't it sound like your head all day? This is a failed system. It's talking to us, telling us how failed it is, and we don't seem to freaking get it. Because we think, we keep taking ourselves to be the, the little phantom behind the curtain. And so we may think, oh, I'm, I'm observing a failed system. That's part of the failed system. Self can't get out of self. <laughs> yeah, you have to realize there is no lofty position where you're seeing the failedness of a system. That feeling of you is the, is the whole 
it's the epitome of the system. That's its one success, actually, is that there's a feeling of you, that the mind has been duped to take itself to be this mental projection that's reinforced all day by a thought system, by memory. Just, I'm, just, I'm just conjured up all day by remembering. Remembering, remembering, remembering. It never conjures up anything real. It's just a vague sense. Yeah? It's just a vague sense. It's a failed system. If, in recovery, they say it so clearly and cleanly. There's no wiggle room there. There's no way you can interpret it. Why are you in so much fear today? Sally, Jim, Paul, Mary, eight billion people, or one person. Isn't it because self-reliance has failed you? There you have it. Perfect diagnosis. You have a one-minute doctor's appointment. You just got the solution to a lot of situations. All right? Let's see now. I'd like to beg to differ with that. I'm going to check out what happened. All right. Find all your little loopholes. But you'll see that inevitably, if you look at it, that you made a decision based on self that puts you in a position to be hurt. Oh, wait a minute, I don't believe that. Okay, well, just take a look at your experience, really. Take an honest appraisal and see that maybe, maybe, all of this anxiety you're having is because the mind has an incredible faith in something that's failed and will continue to fail. What would happen here if faith, which is just a potential of mind, was put in a vehicle, right? That's a failed system. I would say it's a pretty good bet that that faith would be translated in this place of manifestation as anxiety. The more faith in the failed system, the more fear gets provoked. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait one minute. What? Oh yeah, you may not see this with all your blaming and rationalization and excuses for the failed system, that there's a potential of mind that we call faith that every one of us has a lot of, a lot of it. It's not like we have it like a quantity. It's available to us. Yeah? Yet, the faith is just a potential. It takes an expression here in this place of manifestation through what vehicle it's put in. And I've seen it. I've seen it, clearly. All right, faith. A lot, people who have a lot of faith in that sports system are the most unhappiest people because they live in freaking time and they're constantly worried. Even if they have a beautiful place, a beautiful this, a beautiful that, that five Ferraris in the garage has no effect into the mind system. The mind system, but they may not be here next week. But, 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 yes. It's a failed system. Okay. Can you see what, what you mean by self-reliance exactly? Self-reliance. So, right now, my attention and interest, or whatever you want to call the activity of being me, is pivoted or relying on one idea, which is that I'm a long-lasting, independent, separate action figure. That I live in time, I live in this world, this world is solid, you're solid, I'm solid. I was born one day, I'm going to end, Yes? And I'm basically just trying to do whatever I'm trying to do. And you can't even you can't even speak for that. You're driven by mental winds. You're not the driver of fucking anything. Yeah. And yet I'm totally relying on that idea of being this this sense of being like in a limbo land. I'm not awareness. I'm not spirit, and I'm not really the body because my mind definitely says 
it has a body, and sometimes it hates the body, you know, and all like this. So the mental projection called Paul is in, is like in a nether place, like a mental realm. It's not of spirit, and it's really not of the body. It's of mind, yeah? When you say not of spirit, you mean like not of nothing? It's not of nothing, it's not of awareness. Yeah, it's appearing in awareness, but it doesn't have any sense that, or it doesn't want to have any sense that it's that that. Yeah, it wants to be its own god. Yeah, that's what it says in recovery. The biggest thing is to quit playing god. Watch what your head does. We're we're used to it, but if you would take a, a step back and just sit and just see the unbelievable playing god it does when you wake up in the morning, you know you. You may think how the day's going to be. You haven't even gotten up yet, but you have already a, a forecast. And there's a belief in that forecast. Why? How can you tell? Because it's provoking fucking physical feelings of, of anxiety and contraction. Oh, this is going to be a bad day. None of them, none of those reactions point to you. They make up an appearance of a you. They're pointing to a phantom you, a mental process. What I would say we are is the awareness and the awareness isn't going to have a bad or good day. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. So how do you do... I mean, I can see that. I, I have a hard time connecting that to the, the, like living my life, like finding a partner. Who, don't, who says, don't, don't try to connect it. Don't try to connect it. <laughs> do not try to connect it. Don't. Just let it in. And then over time... Either you'll see some results or you won't. And if you get, if you see the results, it should start becoming a, a uh, for me it was an unspoken yes quickly. It was just a, a recognition of it and uh, that was that in a way. It doesn't mean I was established completely never to feel anything here. I feel things all day. But I'm not that which feels it, yeah? There's just feeling of it, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So, yet, that unspoken yes has stayed true for the years now that it's and it wasn't seemingly there until a point and then it seemed to become a dominant player in how I travel during the day yeah but after a while you'll see that you travel lighter yeah it's just like in recovery what people do you come into recovery and you have all these problems like your girlfriend you lost your job and so you go and start trying to tell someone I got this. I lost my job, and they keep saying the same fucking thing. You go to a meeting, you know. Go help someone else. Wait a minute. I'm really in trouble right now. Yeah, get to the meeting. Say hello to a newcomer. You don't understand, all right? I'm gonna use these thirty minutes. I'm gonna diagram my whole situation. I'm fucked, basically. I understand that now. Go help someone else. Get a commitment. <laughs> what? That makes absolutely no sense. Obviously, it makes no sense in the problem's point of view. But the solution has nothing to do with the problem. Nothing. All you're claiming to be the problem is just an expression of the problem. The solution is dealing with the problem, not all of its fucking expressions. Because if you cut this at the root, its expressions die. Yeah? It used to irritate the hell out of me, I swear. And I did it with a healer, too. I remember I see this psychic healer, uh, energetic healer in Australia, and I had thought I had all these big problems, and I 
you know, bringing up, and he never even fucking talked about it. He just did some totally different. Maybe give it at least a minute of you. No, he just bypassed it. Same thing with Rhonda. Other people, they just bypass these things. I really want to make important. No, this is. <laughs> so you have to see the solution isn't from the problem. From the solution's point of view, I would say, I, I, well, let's not say it that way, but let's say it's a possibility. From the view of the, of the solution, the problem is imaginary, truly. That's its solution. The only solution to what we call the problem is that it's imaginary. If it isn't imaginary, if it is real, we're basically fucked. Yeah, really, literally. Yeah, we're gonna die. Yeah, and the mind may not think it's its last day. <laughs> it thinks it has something planned for next week, but it's gonna be uh, interrupted very <laughs> with with a lot of finality to it. Yeah, and so. <laughs> The solution sees it as imaginary, or just sees. And in the seeing of it, there's a sense that it's an imaginary problem. So if it is an imaginary problem, no, it may feel as real as real can be, it doesn't feel as real as real to be to, to a real you. Yeah, It can feel as real as it real can be, but it does not feel that way to a real you. There's no real you that's feeling it. Though it can feel as real as real it can be. There's a distinction. People think it's never going to know. It can really feel fucking juicy, but it's not being juicy to anyone. That's the good news. <laughs> because if there is that anyone, that anyone is like a beehive of ideas that are willing, with their little stinger of claiming, to inject a lot of meaning into whatever it is that's going on. So... This all day in the mental landscapes, mountains are being made out of molehills. Things are being things that are really important are being shrunk down and, and disassociated from or denied. All this, and yet things that have absolutely no real meaning are soaked with meaning. Yeah, this is what's happening when this middle man and a middle woman sort of takes over, right, in the in the distribution of attention and interest. Man, I had enough of years of the same old, same old meaning being given. And I had a period of time when it wasn't given when I was young. It was a nuts, it was gradual, but it was accelerated. So the takeover was being seen, but I wasn't in the clarity of that scene. But when I was young, there wasn't the same thought stream or the attention to it or the amount of meaning being broadcast until I hit a certain age. When that age started happen, then what happened is this broadcast seemed to get stronger and there was some really obvious byproducts, an irritability, a restlessness, a discontentment in my own skin. Uh, not able to go from here to there without tons of thought about, should I go to there or here? It's <laughs> just on and on and on. And it was really, uh, it was really, really uncomfortable, you know? And I was dying to get relief. And my form of relief came by alcohol and drugs. As soon as I got alcohol, that became not enough pretty quickly. I needed more, and I went into drugs. 
and I did certain levels of drugs, and then I had to go into narcotics. I had to get, you know, fuck the hallucinogens anymore, fuck going out and having a great old time, tripping out at the beach. No, let's get down to business, shooting up coke and stuff. And that was my religion. And it just went on and on and on. And the demand to get relief, or really escape now, was the most, the biggest imperative. And I, it was shown in this example from this action figure that it was, the mind was willing to do anything not to feel uncomfortable now. It was willing to pay any consequence tomorrow. You know, any. I mean, how low the bar you want to set, it would go under that bar. I didn't see it, I didn't see any end to it. I saw that I, this was going to come to an end before it ended. Really, that's, I thought he, I was going to be dead because it just did not, it was relentless. Yeah? It just wanted to get high. And I don't even say that, it wanted escape. Yet you can't escape from an imaginary prison. The most exquisite imprisonment is wanting to escape from something imaginary, I find. Really, it's the most exquisite imprisonment is wanting to escape and running around attempting to escape out of an imaginary prison. Because you'll never get out. Because it's not, there's no way to get out from. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like, woo! And I had no fucking idea of that until I did. There was, my mind was totally wearing blinders until, you know, one day, well, many times, the aperture just opened a little and then more was revealed and more was revealed and more was revealed and more was revealed. Yeah? In that, in those revelations, it reached a certain point where the introduction, I may not be this phantom, this vague feeling, this, this memory of being Paul. I may not be that activity was introduced. And then there was a quantum leap in the aperture. It opened up pretty damn wide. Yeah. And it keeps, and it's pretty open at times, you know. I can't say it, but, you know, these are just pictures of mind sharing. But that openness, that freedom from the false prison is more than enough than all those escapes. This is the essence of what my mind had, the idea of it would be like. But it doesn't look at all like I thought it was ever going to look like. But it's obviously it because I'm freed from the drive to get out. Yeah. Do you know the concept of choiceless awareness? And how does that... Well, the, well awareness is choiceless. You are aware, yeah? My, my concept of that concept was that at a certain... There's a certain attention to awareness. Um, you, not being there, don't have to make decisions anymore. And that seems to be my one of my one of the main issues is making decisions. So you're looking for some solution to awareness, to the thing about making decisions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't see that as uh, self-reliance? I mean, it has to be. Well, because I'm not it, saying it has to be. It's much more valuable if you see it right. than if it has to be, right. really. If you see it, then you see, once you start getting some samples or examples, the case is really sound. <laughs> You know what I mean? It really, you really see it. And when you see it, it has a very big impact on mind. It's, hearing about it can be fucking, 
Yeah. That usually, that's, hearing has such a conceptuality around it. Because you're trying to understand what God Yeah, so it's, it doesn't really lead you out of the system. But when you see it, you know, when right. you've heard it, heard it, heard it, or you see it in your own example, and then there's a, a different quality than, you don't know it, you're stunned by it, really. You're just stunned into not knowing it. And that's how you get to know it, really, is by not knowing it. Just, whoa. So, I mean, and then what happens is, it can, these nuggets that you've read over your life will reverberate with fucking some, uh, uh, not a conceptual meaning, but a, uh, a meaning with weight and substance. It just reverberates, like you get it. You get some of these statements you read about in spirituality or in, like, it's in forgetting one's in forgetting the self that you're reborn, Saint Francis. All these statements about you know these this idea of presence and absence of the idea of self. Yeah, when you're totally into your idea of you, you're present as a self, which causes what you are to seem to be absent. So in forgetting self, which would be its absence, you sense the presence that's always so. When those things occur, you really see an absence as an absence, even though it may be appearing to be present, you see it as an absence, yeah? And one good glimpse of that can make a huge effect on your mind. It can, really can. Once you get that, that is absent of any inherent substance, and what seemed to be absence, because the feeling when you sense the presence has always been here, you get a sense of its unbelievable eternal quality, so to speak, yeah? So it's like, Oh, even though it seemed to have been absent, it's obviously present, and it's always been present. And then for you make a little leap, as, and it probably always will be present, yeah? You don't say that about you when you actually see the you. You see that it's inherently absent, <laughs> and that it actually was never here, and it will never be here. So it's almost the exact opposite. But it changes... That affects how you travel you quite a lot, really, <laughs> big time. Because yeah. the mind runs with it. Once it sees that, hey, that it's absent, even at one time in your life, if you've seen that you're not actually, you weren't actually there. Like, I've had some extreme uh, traumas, in a way, like surfing hit my head and everything. And <clears throat> in that event, the whole system that projects the memory of Paul got shut down. My nervous system and my brain. I mean, I got concussion, and, and it it was gone. But the presence was was fucking there. But what I what was assumed to be me was conspicuously absent from the event. It showed up after I was out on the beach on a on a stretcher, but it wasn't there in the water. And I so if you would get one free sample of seeing the absence of what you call you your mind can sort of extrapolate that and go, hey, I did exactly that, but I was on weed. And it was for 15 years, you know, and I, and I just stopped like two months ago. So there's like this huge reintegration process that I feel like is happening. Yeah, yeah, brain, yeah. You know? Yeah, but, you know, just watch when... Even your mind wants to use this to sort of secure advantages for all the other activities you're involved with. Yeah, you could be, uh, 
you could be frustrated if you try to apply this as the salve for you getting a new job or having a better relationship. If you leave it alone, its effects may show up there. But I feel like if you attempt to direct it and point it at the specific thing, I've got to practice quote unquote non-duality around this thing. I don't know if it works that well. I, yeah. Specifically from the perspective of like, you know, being in, say for instance you're in a relationship and uh, your your mind or your idea or your concept say, oh this isn't good enough, you know, you should leave. But then from another perspective, you know, everything's perfect and ego's the only thing they would want to change the present moment. Yeah. You know? So if you've got both of those things going on in your head and there's no resolution, you know, well, there is a, obviously a resolution. If you had any choice, really, you would go with, hey, this is working out really good in it now. Which is what continues to happen. Well, I'd go with that. <laughs> fuck, fuck the other little mythical story of the, you know, the fairy princess. <laughs> I mean, geez. Get, take the goods that are offered instead of the hopes of a better pair of goods <laughs> later. I'd much rather, yeah. We've been we've been hoodwinked for years, just to keep on shopping, you know. Yeah. I find it anyway. So, but we don't have a choice. That's the point. Self reliance really believes you have a choice. The mind may be going over options like a computer does, right, but right. there's no the feeling of having choice is really uh, drenched in self centeredness. Right. There are options. But the mind is sorting through the possibilities, usually based on memory, yeah, to figure out which way to go, and conditionality. Yeah? <clears throat> now, if you want to throw a great wrench in that works, is just take out the primary number one, or just question its... Because you know how computers run on certain numbers? Well, self the whole system of self this runs on you as the number one, crowned as me. <laughs> it does. When that gets questioned, the system may uh, reconfigure. You know? Who knows? You'll find out. But then the funny thing is, you, even if it reconfigures, you'll find out that you didn't even need it to reconfigure. You're fine now. <laughs> you know what I mean? You were, you were pinning a lot of hope on those things only because there wasn't any you know, real going on here. Once the satisfaction starts kicking in, you tend to be able to travel well, you know, with whatever's showing up. That's the, that's the joy of it. But when the mind isn't satisfied, obviously it's pinning its hopes on tons of things. That's what it does, because it's ignorant of where satisfaction really lies. It has been conditioned, and it, just like on the level of being, it's been, it's been turned totally opposite direction, where people are trying to do and have themselves into a being like a, a, a customized, let's say, fashionable being. Yeah? But it's such a crazy thing. How are you going to do and have yourself into being? <clears throat> being is being. Yeah? Being's already there. You're not going to be, become being. <laughs> you are being. <laughs> yeah? So no matter how much you do and have to become being, you're actually in the act of... My feeling is, in one subtle way, you're unbecoming what can't be unbecome. You're, but in your head, you unbecome being. And now you become a manufactured idea or an image of your mind. Just like in recovery, people would always say when you come in that you've got to be willing to save your ass instead of your face. 
But like I always say, you know, but when I came in, I thought my ass was my face, you see? So the image, my mind was being, becoming, trying to become, to be, which it can never solidify, was what it was taking itself to be. To do that, it can't acknowledge the being. Yeah? It wants to, it denies the being so it can act this thing out of, I'm going to become or unbecome all day. That's what it's doing. It's distracting itself. Yeah, because it it thinks it can do a better job. You'll be more special, and instead of universal love, you'll have a love of one person. It'll be so juicy, and it does all this. It's really an insane uh, thing. It's just it's taken to be us, so we 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 miss out on any kind of objective seeing it. You know, really we do. So I don't know. With me, that one zero when it shifted. Most of my mathematics was very ex- ex- uh, exclusionary. It was either or, yes or no. Now a lot of things are more inclusive, and I didn't work on. I've got to get inclusivity in my life. I fucking could care less about any of that. But that's what's happened. Yeah, my mind doesn't think the other way of black and white. It just sees, uh, hey, I can surf and make money too. Yeah, I can do. I don't surf or make money. No, I can maybe do what I love to do and maybe get paid for it. Who knows? Yeah. But the possibilities were only pronounced after they were happening. See, life just happened a certain way, and then you read the tea leaves, and you go, wow, that's weird. That's, it wasn't like that before. And uh, it's like someone's putting on a whole new suit on you without you even knowing it. And you just get to, but after a while, after the suit's on, yeah, you can reach better, you can move, dance better. Neck isn't so tight. Wow, I like this fit. It's not so nice. So like traveling lighter. But you're not watching everything because that's obsession with self. You let it go. Let it do its job, man. Now you're relying on something that's much greater than this idea of self. And, and it doesn't need supervision or surveillance or, you know, how you doing there, you know? It doesn't need anything watching on the shoulder. Just see by, you'll know it by its fruits, you yeah? know? It's that faith now, instead of into the conditional mind, which provoked tons of anxiety and belief in time, has now been given over to some other aspect of mind that produces a clear, distinct line between what's happening and what's not happening. And the amount of thoughts to, that, that are needed in what's happening are much more limited than the amount of thoughts that are needed to make it to, to make what's not happening seem to be happening. You don't need as many thoughts to navigate a day in what's happening. You need hundreds of thousands of thoughts to make up what's not happening. It's got to be thought because it's not happening. It's got to be remembered, refelt, rethought, because there's no way it would be provoked right now because it's not now. But now here, the thought system shifts not to a thought-based system, but to a seeing-based system. The mind has the same has that quality. It's not just a thought system. That's one fucking little meager expression in it, in its vastness. There's another aspect of it that's seeing. And the seeing is the dominant uh, activity. And the system is not based on self. It's not a self-centered system. It's a different system. And it can 
it can translate through this. This this isn't built just to convey one mental system called self-centeredness. It has the ability to convey a lot of systems of thought, of beyond thought. Yeah, it has that ability. This is a multifunctioning uh, interface. So. AA is a great, I mean, recovery, you can't say Recovery is a great, great thing because one of their main principles is turning the will and life over to the care of a power greater than self. And that, even if done half-assed, produces so many effects. It's really incredible. So when you say will and life, you're including in that what you think you want as a self. For sure, definitely. So that whole list and agenda needs to just be put somewhere else and not paid attention. Well, I'll find out. I think you feel